The DeFalco Files is an entertainment-based program. Some memories of certain events might be fuzzy. All opinions are that of the host. Content might not be appropriate for children and some adults. Listener discretion is advised. And remember, the truth is here. Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting presents The DeFalco Files with FSW owner Joe DeFalco and your host, Matt Michaels. All right, welcome to another edition of The DeFalco Files. It is I, DJ Impact, instead of Matt Michaels. I am uh, taking his place just for the week. He'll be back soon. But we still have the owner and the creator of FSW with us, Joe DeFalco. Man, how are you doing? You know, hanging in, hanging in. Had a real busy weekend. We got uh, two shows coming up the next couple weeks. We got a real big one in uh, in two weeks. Okay. Uh, Jay Lethal, you know, a guy that I've liked for a very long time. He's, he's a super nice guy. Yeah. Um, we met during when Ring of Honor would be at Samstown and we would run the Mecca shows and, and Jay would always come by and hang out. And, you know, because of the situation there, Ring of Honor would never let him wrestle on our shows. And we mm. we've done a seminar with him in the past. And right now it looks like we're going to be able to get the seminar in a, a Jay Lethal match. And there's so many options that we have yeah. that. You know, I'm I'm really pumped. Looking forward to that October first. I am um, I am such a huge Jay Lethal fan. In fact, um, I I in ROH he probably was the only shirt that I had purchased. Um, I became a big fan of him back when he did the, believe it or not, he did the uh, uh, the Ric Flair event for Impact or in TNA at the time. If you remember that whole thing, he was he was pretending like he was uh. He was sounding just like he was Ric Flair while Ric Flair was in the ring. And uh, I saw that whole thing, and it was just uh, – it was hilarious. And I think from that point, I started just watching Jay from that point and just always just been a fan. Yeah, I, I actually seen it on Facebook a couple times over yes. the last months. Uh, and I would always stop and, and, and just get a little chuckle. Yeah. But he's also the macho man, too, so he, he had – you know, two great ones right there. Right. And, you know, it, it's amazing, you know, his skill level, one of the best wrestlers in the world, but he was able to, you know, with his persona and do the Ric Flair's and, and that, that was, you know, in, in wrestling, that's more over for a lot of fans than a great wrestling match. Yeah. Having a guy that can entertain you just by, you know, talking on a microphone. <clears throat> I agree. I, I tell you, I don't. It's funny because every wrestler that I, I I look at, I don't always want them to be like. I want them to be at the pinnacle of WWE. Most of them, I want them to, you know, either stay where they are or or make it up to a, another level. But not necessarily WWE is what I'm saying. Jay Lethal though was one of those ones I did kind of wanted to see him there, just because I just felt the potential of where he could have gone and the type of matches he could have had would have just been. <laughs> amazing and so um you know i know I, I won't ever get to see that but um i'm just glad he's still at it and he can still go like he went 10 years ago 
So. Yeah, you know, uh, I, I'm really not a huge fan of what they have him doing in AEW, to be honest with you. Exactly. It's funny because two of my favorite people in the business that I've dealt with are Jay Lethal and Sanjay Dutt, and they're kind of working together. But I, I just don't see mm-hmm. the excitement. It's, the issues with AEW are always the same, that – they got so much talent, but there's only so much time. Yep. So, so many of these guys get lost in the shuffle. Another one of my favorite people, Lance Hoyt, Brian Cage yep. for a long time. And it's like, you know, and you can go to people that aren't my favorite people that I don't even know, like Miro. Like right. they brought him in. You thought it was going to be a huge deal. And then he's in and he's out and and Pac and, and all these guys. So, you know. The good thing about AEW is the fact that a lot of these guys have the ability to work elsewhere. Yep. But, you know, I was talking with Douglas James a little today, and we were talking about, because he knows some people there too, and it's that same situation. AEW, with Jay Lethal, we were going to book him on a show, but it was on a Friday, and then they implemented – even though Rampage is taped on Wednesdays mm-hmm. uh, because it airs on Friday, whether you're on the show or not, we don't want you doing indies on a Friday. Mm-hmm. And I go, oh. and then I, I had to hit up Jay a, a week and a half ago. And it's like, I wasn't even aware it was, it was at the silver nugget show. And they're like, Oh, uh, Jay lethal, not going to be here on the first. And I'm like, I don't know. What do you mean? Oh, well, you know, AEW has got their pay-per-view that, you know, they put out with three weeks notice and, you know, I messaged Jay and he goes, I got to find out, to be honest with you, he goes, a lot of people are, you know, not very excited because they may shut you down whether you're on the show or not. And, you know, as of last week, he said he's good to go, but I still in the back burner, mm-hmm. you know, waiting for that shoe to drop, you know, and it's like, it's happened before in situations with other wrestlers, different companies, whatever. And I know when we had the former Eli Drake, uh, L.A. Knight, uh, he, we had him booked for a big show at the Silverton. And uh, he got booked through the company instead of through him because generally you have to book their talent, certain guys that were signed, through the Impact Company. But we had dealt with Eli Drake before he was, you know, while he was wrestling in championship wrestling from Hollywood in 2009. Yeah. So seven years later, we were, you know, Sanjay Dutt was the main guy at Impact. So he, he was cool with it. Nobody was busting balls, whatever. But somebody uh, booked Eli Drake for two shows that weekend and we lost him. And. Mm-hmm. I was in a conversation with Moose who I had booked for the show after. And he kept messaging me about this date. He goes, well, what about this January 28th? I'm like, bro, that's another show. I said, you're booked for the anniversary show. He's like, well, Jimmy Jacobs, you know, he sent me the itinerary and it says FSW. I'm like, dude, I have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) So uh, Sanjay Dutt ends up hitting me up. He's Mm -hmm. like, don't you have a show January 28th or whatever? I'm like, yeah, and he's like, well, you know, and then he then he broke the news. It was like, 
Oh, because LA, uh, Eli Drake, LA Knight can't be there. We were going to send Moose and Alberto Del Rio. And we were going to cover the hotel. You know, we were going to cover the flight and all the stuff. All you had to do was cover a hotel. And I'm like, okay. And we had to film it. And then they aired it on Impact because they were in the middle of a feud. So, mm. in all honesty, when those things happen, they usually make good on uh, not just pulling a guy and saying, sorry, maybe next time. So, yeah. you know, hopefully there's no issues and Jay Lethal makes it. But if not, hey, it'd be nice to have Brian Danielson show up or something. Oh, <laughs> I've got a match on that show, but you never know because there's so many guys that are there right. that aren't going to be on that show, the Wrestle Dream show. So they may say, hey, Brian Cage lives there. You, he was your champ, blah, blah, blah. We'll throw you Brian Cage. Well, that's fine. Uh, you know, uh, a marquee matchup with one of the big AEW stars is, is – you know, is great, but I'm really looking forward to finally having Jay Lethal wrestle. Mm-hmm. He's already wrestled in my ring at Ring of Honor, but wrestling under the FSW banner. So, right. So, when is this? Is this coming up this weekend for that, or no, no, October first? Uh, we actually have uh, just put out the, the, the flyers. It's called Lethal Consequences. So, uh. You know, we're pushing that out now. Future Shock is this Saturday. So Future Shock is going to feature, you know, a rising talent that have been putting in the work at the FSW facility. Guys, we've had a few matches, RBJ and Fox Valentine and John Trademark. And we got a couple debuts that are happening. Uh, Damian Drake's also going to be there. Uh, no limits champion Braxton will be defending the title. Fresco is going to be there. Uh, where Fresco rolls, probably Watson will be on hand. So we're still finalizing some of the stuff there. Yeah. So it's a great opportunity. Ticket prices are, you know, only 15 for general admission, 20 uh, for front row. And it's more of a family and friends gathering. So, but you know, the last time we did one of these uh, between uh, three or four guys, mainly RBJ and Fox, they probably sold 40 tickets between them. Oh, and, wow. you know, the thing was, whoever sold the most tickets, we were giving a match to against Sin Bodhi. And it was like RBJ sold like one more ticket than Fox. It was like 19 to 18. And it's like, you know what, let's just make it a triple threat match. You know, let's reward these guys. Because when you reward people for doing stuff, it'll make them want to go out there and do it again. Because for general admission tickets, for our our wrestlers, we tell them they can charge their family and friends 10 bucks. So it isn't like, oh, you know, we're out to make all this money. You need to sell tickets. At $10 a ticket, we're just trying to get you, the younger guy, to wrestle in front of a full crowd, a hundred people, 150 people instead of 30 people. Yeah. So, you know, so it's a good opportunity. <clears throat> we got some talent. Uh, Tito Escondido had a couple guys guys that were interested in FSW. He hit me up about him. Uh, a guy named Leo Canedo, uh, mm-hmm. Tino brothers guy. Okay. Uh, he's going to make his debut. And, you know, a few of the Arizona guys who generally make the trip. 
So we always try to incorporate some new talent uh, outside of FSW because I do get so many requests from people dying to work for FSW. So this is the opportunity. <clears throat> so if our younger guys are ready, they'll get a spot. And then some of the guys like the Arizona crew, I talk about it all the time. Those guys, they'll drive down knowing that there's most likely no spot whatsoever, but they'll drive six hours mm -hmm. and, and, you know, hang out, help out if, you know, what's needed and things like that. And I'm a guy who respects the hustle. Yeah. So when, when a spot comes up, uh, we had uh, at one at the last one, this guy, uh, Jake Goldie, and he was really helpful at the anniversary show. And it was like I had to run the tickets and the door and I'm bouncing back and forth. And, you know, he stood out as being like the main helper. And it was like, well, when we got a future shock and, and then he got a great opportunity, he got to wrestle big Fonz at the last show. Oh. So, you know, he's the guy that now got, and I had never met him before. No idea who he was. He never came with the Arizona crew. He's being trained over there at PCW Arizona with Dom and, and oh. Hammerstone and Graves and seemed to be a good dude. So I'm like, oh, let's give him the spot. And, you know, he took advantage of it. And, and that's how, it's weird because there's a lot of really good talent that wants to come out, but I generally am going to rely on the recommendations of people that I trust that I'm using, whether it's a Remy Marcel or it's a Tito or a Danny Limelight or a mm -hmm. Hammerstone. You know, if it wasn't for Hammerstone putting over class, I wouldn't have known any idea who he was. Like, hey, here's a guy for you. And, you know, Tito brought Jacob Cabrera and Eli Everfly and Douglas James. And, and you know, all these people have been recommended by other people. And a lot of them have become not only mainstays, but champions in the company. Why have it um, Alexander Hammerstone uh, made it to the to the big level yet? I mean, he, he's there. I mean, is he... No one hasn't gave him the opportunity yet, or is he just not wanting it? Or, I mean, in fact, and, that, and I'll just say this too. I just noticed, uh, you, you know, they do this uh, 2023 list of PWI top 500 wrestlers. I guess that just came out. We had a right. big discussion on, on our show this past week. Um, but out of 500, number 18, Alexander Hammerstone. I mean, he beat out tons of, uh, of, of talent on there. Um, it's just amazing why he hasn't elevated himself to either on the one of the two big shows. Well, I'll, I'll give you the exact reason. Okay. Okay. So about I don't know four years ago, five years ago, uh, we did an Impact tryout, and I had already known Sanjay through Global Force, him and Jeff Jarrett. So they were running Impact. So mm -hmm. I put together an, a tryout where they were going to give some opportunities, and um, me and Sanjay kind of ran the tryout. Jeff was there, you know, hanging out, chiming in. But me and Sanjay kind of ran it. And Hammerstone was there. And Hammerstone was very impressed. Uh, the one thing that was brought up at that time was he was, to them, uh, kind of like a Triple H clone. They mm. felt 
okay? And the funny thing was they picked him to work one of their explosion matches against guy Brubaker out of Chicago. Really good also. And the next day they go for the tapings and Hammerstone shows up because one of the other wrestlers brought up that they said that they felt Hammerstone was almost like, hey, we're getting a Triple H ripoff type of thing. <laughs> Crazy. This motherfucker shaved, you know, not shaved his head, but he he had the long locks, cut all his hair off, changed his gear, did everything totally different. And he showed up, and Sean Davari, who's a friend, mm-hmm. he was really the agent of the match. And they put him over. He won the match. And one thing about Impact is they're very, very slow to pull triggers. Yeah. Chris Bay, as I said, they put him in match with Daga, the tapings, 50-50 all the way through, still didn't sign him. He showed up on main event through Sanjay Dutt at the time, who was working now with WWE. They see him on TV. They think WWE had a uh, interest, so they immediately signed Chris Bay. Well, with Hammerstone, they decided to hold off like they normally do. The one good thing was Conan was a major part of Impact at the time, and Conan was also part of MLW. So he was part of AAA. He was part of MLW. So Hammerstone through Conan, ended up signing with MLW. And despite MLW not running very many shows, they sign you to a contract that is a national contract. Mm. So Stone can work for us, but he can't work at the time for, like, Ring of Honor, WWE. Mm. They didn't even exist, I don't think, at that time. So that's where we were. Uh, Then... After the first contract ran out, he had an opportunity. I know he had a WWE tryout also Mm -hmm. and chose not to pull the trigger. MLW, you know, was putting the belt on him. He he basically kept that company afloat during the pandemic. And they paid him really good money for his, you know, matches, which wasn't that much. They, They did one show a month. But he had the freedom to go out on the indies and make his money. Gotcha. And, you know, I've always questioned it. And I'll, I'll give a scoop. When uh, AEW was in town, mm-hmm. they used our ring a little bit at the school. And MJF was there. And MJF was part of uh, a group with Richard Holiday, as well as Hammerstone and MLW. So, you know... I, I talked to MJF for a little bit, you know, real down the earth, cool dude. And I brought up Hammerstone and he's like, man, you know, love to get Alex out here, blah, 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 blah. So, you know, the thing is, everybody knows Hammerstone and FSW and they're probably thinking, man, this guy's been around nine, 10 years. He's probably 33, 34. Right. But He's probably like 29, so he's still got plenty of time. Yeah, and you know, Hammerstone. Whether it was it was funny when Cody Rhodes was calling out independent wrestlers, I always talk about it. Like he mentioned, like five wrestlers, and the funny thing was, 
the five wrestlers out of the five, three of them were FSW guys. He had mentioned Hammerstone. He had mentioned Sefa, who's solo Sokoa. And he had mentioned Chris Bay. So, you know, people know who he is. I think by locking up in the contract, and again, everybody's going to do what's best for himself. Sure. As an outsider, I know a little bit, but, you know, I, I don't, like, ask details about everything in his contract. But to me, it's like the same thing with Chris Bay. Like, hey, I don't know if he tried to get to WWE when he re-signed with Impact because Chris yeah. just re-signed again for another couple of years. Okay. And – uh, same thing with Hammerstone. Him and Jacob Fatu, they were the main guys in MLW, and they signed and they re-signed a couple of years ago. But if you hear people talking about, well, they need to make some additions to the bloodline, you know, Jacob Fatu. And it's like, well, you know, WWE would have to probably buy out contracts because MLW is already suing them over stuff. So <laughs> then it's be like, oh, yeah, sure, Hammer. Here you go, Jacob. Just leave. Because if they want them bad enough, they'll probably they would probably make a good offer. No different than in college football when the teams leave conferences, they gotta pay. You right. can't just walk out. Yep. So those guys are stuck in a contract. How much time they have left, who knows? You know, and it's yeah. like you see that in WWE, like, oh, Drew's gonna be a uh, uh, Drew McIntyre's gonna be a free agent. Oh, well, he was out for six, eight months because he was hurt. Well, they're adding that eight months onto the contract. Ray Mysterio, all these guys, they're going to add on to it. So even though they got paid, their three-year deal, four-year deal is is almost getting another year added onto it. Yeah, yeah. It just happened with Drew McIntyre. I saw that very recently. And and it happened with Ray Mysterio before. Okay. And it happens with a lot of these, these guys that they basically pause the contract. But if you're getting X amount of dollars a week, you're still getting which is called the downside guarantee. Mm-hmm. Now you're you're still under that same contract because we paid you just to not wrestle and sit at home. So we want our time back. It makes sense. <laughs> you know, it makes sense. But yeah, I didn't I didn't even know they that they had to um to make that up. So yeah, they, they, they need to get those football agents and baseball agents. Oh, you're hurt? Okay, you just keep getting paid. Oh, the contract expired? Okay, go go somewhere else and make your millions. Right. Wow. Well, look, I know you uh, this past weekend uh, was a survivor of the fittest, right? Yeah, that was uh, – yeah, we just aired it because there was issues with fight, but the, the actual event was September 10th. was the 10th. Okay, how did that go? Uh, it went okay. You know, honestly, I thought the, uh, the house was way lower than we would have hoped for. Hmm. Uh, it was probably the lowest attended casino show that we've had in a very long time. You know, I'm not one to make excuses, but if you want to look at things, you know, cause in the past we tried not to run on Sundays against football. It was a night of football. Are 100 people not showing up because the Cowboys and Giant game is on? That's hard for me to believe. (laughs) But the major factor was 10 days before the show, I got a call from Jade, who runs the uh, the event center at the Silver Nugget. Mm -hmm. And she was on vacation. So she didn't know. 
until 10 days before the show. And she's like, oh, I just want to let you know that the Silver Nuggets closed. The power went out because the transformer blew. So when there was those big rains, the, the roof pretty much caved in and fried all the electrical wires. <laughs> so the Silver Nugget Casino, as of today, okay. is still not open. But they finally got the event center open like four days before our show. Okay. The problem is I'm getting messages from fans that drive by there and it's empty. The lights are off. They'll walk up. There's chains around the door. So they're automatically assuming that there's going to be no show there. Right. Rest assured, I contact through the student page and the people who've already bought tickets because those are the same people that are always on social media. The main question is how many people, because we usually do a good amount of walk-up, we didn't do a good amount of walk-up. Now, did we not do a good amount of walk-up? Because when you pulled up the GPS for the Silver Nugget, it said closed. <laughs> right. Not everybody follows social media or FSW. Hey, there's a show, blah, blah, blah. They heard about the show. Okay, hey, let's go to the show Sunday. Hey, bro, did you hear the Silver Nugget's closed? Well... You can't call there because it's closed. You right. never before because it has a, it, the crazy thing is when we were trying to get back into the silver nugget, I would always call and it would ring like 30 times and you'd just hang up and that would be it. And it would be like, they ended up changing the number. But if you go on Yahoo and type in silver nugget, it's still the freaking phone number from 2019. Like they've never changed it. Even wow. on the website. Like, who's running this stuff? So I, I think it was a perfect storm of, you know, things that were occurring that caused us not to have a huge show. And it was pretty disappointing because it was a good show. Yeah. Danny Limelight and Hammerstone, great one-on-one -on -one match that nobody's ever seen before, pretty much. You know, the Bullet Club in a four-way, and at the time we had – you know, the former 1%, Royce and Jarrell, two-time tag team champs, back in the Silver Nugget in a big match with the Bullet Club. And Tito and Che, who, you know, we had to cancel them because Tito got called for New Japan and he left for Japan. Mm -hmm. Guys are guys that we use from the very beginning yeah. who have now blown up in the wrestling world that were going to be on this show. So to have such a mediocre ticket sales was very, very disappointing on my end. Yeah. Well, <laughs> at least you don't have that often. That's, that's the good thing. <laughs> no, no. And it's like, you know, you got to go, you know, and see and, and, and try to figure out the reasons why and make sure it doesn't happen again. You know, our next big shows in November and that is the traditional rumble show called against all odds but last year i got a call from scott diamore asking if we could change the name because impact who didn't use against all odds for like nine years yeah decided the year before to use it and then last year was the second year they've used it but they didn't use it for like eight or nine years beforehand and it's like bro <laughs> show three weeks we can't change the name of the show but this year we're probably going to change it to luck of the draw 
because it's based off the 30-man rumble. You have to win the rumble, and then you wrestle the champion in the main event. But it's like that's one of our, you know, big four, you know, like mm-hmm. Survival Fittest and the Anniversary Show and, you know, Against All Odds. So, and No Escape, which is the cage match show. Right. Now we got to come up with a different name, most likely, as I said, luck of the draw. But it's like, you know, I understand it's copyrighted, but you guys didn't use it forever. It might have been 13 years since they had used it, and then they used it again, and it's like, oh, well, that's ours. You know, you're going to send me a cease and desist? <laughs> I've, been, I've been using it when you weren't for 10 years. Like, it's really not going to affect you guys in any right. way. Exactly. But... You know, get it. You know, I guess if we called our show WrestleMania, uh, you know, WWE would become knocking on the door. <laughs> yeah, but we, we get it with WWE knocking on the door, but we know Impact. I mean, come on. Not to say anything away from them, but I mean. Right. On. I bet there's 100 companies that have used the title against all odds. Absolutely. Absolutely. And. No offense to Impact, against all odds means a lot more on our show. It's actually the explanation of the show. At Impact, it's just the name of a show. Right. Like, against all odds, beat 30, 29 guys in a rumble, then later on come back and then beat the champ. That's against all odds. Right. You know, survival the fittest. Hey, we got a gauntlet match. Hey, we got an Iron Man match. Hey, we got a Survivor Series type match. Like, if I'm going to use that tweak of a name you know i want it to mean something right so hey no escape well it'd be pretty dumb to have a show called no escape and then there's no cage matches <laughs> right no but you know it is what it is you got to move you got to move and shake you got to tweak things around got to keep everybody happy did you have issues uh, still speaking of Survivor of the Fittest, was there any issues? You, you, I think you admit your Fight TV, there was something there too? Yeah, so what happened was, I'm going to take partial blame. Not okay. a lot, but I'm going to take partial blame. So Mikey, who does all our flyers and all the other stuff, whatever reason, I have no idea why, but Fight TV wants a PSD Photoshop version of the flyer. Instead of the JPEG or the PNG, which I don't get it, but they like to tweak things around. And it's like, why? I'm giving right. you a flyer. Just put the flyer. Up. Okay, this is their policy. We've done it for years. So it isn't like we're ignorant to that fact. So what happens is I want to get a jump on this because sometimes it takes them a little while. So four or five weeks before the show, I send them, because I already know the ideas of the matches that we're going to have. I already know like five or six of them. So, hey, we need, uh, this is going up on Fight Plus. This is the date. This is the name of the show. These are the main matches also scheduled, blah, 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 blah. Boom. And then he sends me an email back. Hey, Joe, I need the PSD. I say, yes, I know, Keith, I'll send it to you. Just trying to get you all the info so when we get it. So. Mikey sends me the PSD a week or so later. So we're probably close to four weeks, probably more like three and a half weeks out. So Mikey sends it to me through Messenger. In the past, he used to send a WeTransfer file. 
So I would just forward the WeTransfer email file, and then he can go to WeTransfer. Well, now Mikey sends it to me on Google Drive. So on the Google Drive, you can send me the link on the Facebook Messenger instead of the email. Mm -hmm. So he forwards it to me. So he sends me the message. I copy it. So now I send Keith at Fight an email. And I re-put the entire match listing, the show, and then I hit paste for the Google Drive. The problem is when you send an email, and for whatever reason, it didn't do this before, but it did it, and it pasted on the email. But it pasted in black writing with a gray background. So the entire box, so it was like a box like this, mm -hmm. a square box. And in the box, it had the writing. And it was really hard to see. And I guess you could say it's my fault because I didn't reiterate this is the PSD, but I had already told you I was sending it. So if you, if you just highlight it on the mouse, yeah. it'll highlight and then you could click it. So now, two days before the show, my son hits me up and he's like, uh, Keith hit up Spider and said, oh, we can't air it. I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, oh, he didn't get the poster. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? I sent the poster. What is this guy talking about? Yeah. So now I got to call up. I'm, I'm pissed off. And he kind of pissed me off a little bit. It's like, because I was questioning, because you, you're supposed to get paid every month. And mm -hmm. I hadn't gotten paid in four months. It ain't huge money. It ain't thousands and thousands of dollars. But it's my money that you say we get on the first. Right. So I'm, I'm email exchanging to you. He sent it to the HR. I got two months out of the four. So he's obviously contacting me. But not once did you say, Hey, hey, Joe, I never got the poster. You know, we can't air it because it's in five days unless you send it to me. Like you waited till Friday. I've right. talked to you for the last two weeks. And then he's like, well, you know, it's not my responsibility. It's like, well, yeah, it kind of is your responsibility. I send it to you. I'm like, I'm positive I send it to you. Again, there's times people have sent me emails or I've sent emails that you, that you don't receive. So it's possible, mm -hmm. but it's like, you know the show's coming up. We post it on Twitter, live on Fight TV, and we always tag Fight. So Fight will always reshare it and sometimes, quote, retweet it. So yeah. if all people know the show's on, there's not one person in your company that was like, hey, guys, we don't even have your poster, and the show's a week away. And I'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? And they'd tell me, and I'd be like, Okay, let me send it again. But Friday night, literally at 11 o'clock at night, is when I find out. And it's like, I got the numbers. They're far less. The numbers of watching it live in our casino shows are three times as good as they are the smaller high octanes. Right. Well, I looked at the numbers, and the live views was similar to an FSW arena show and not any of our casino shows.
because the show's five or six days old. How many people already saw right. that we have new tag champs on Twitter the next day? <laughs> right. You know, I used to be a big boxing fan, and there was fights on pay-per-view. And Roberto Duran was my favorite fighter, and that whole time it was like him and Hagler and Sugar Ray Leonard and Thomas Hearns. They all fought each other. Yeah. If I knew who won, which he always did because it was on closed circuit, I didn't watch the fight because I knew who won. It's like you, you know who's winning. Right. So now all of a sudden that cost us money too because we get paid based on how many views we had. So it was just like one of those days. You know, flights, Royce and Jarrell, they worked another show earlier in the day at 4. They got on a 555 flight. That got delayed. We had to move them to the main event. And Big Fonz thought the show was at 5 because it usually is, but we moved it to 6 because of Royce and Jarrell and their flight. And he had a flight home at 10. And we ended up, thankfully, we moved them to the semi-main because he was in the 5-on-5. Mm -hmm. And he barely made it to the airport to get home. Wow. So it was just kind of that one show. It's an anomaly, but it, it's going to happen. Might not happen for two years, but it's going to happen. And this was kind of the show that it happened. On. Yeah, it's really weird that they that they need a PSD. I mean, are they looking to change something out of your graphics? They do. They move it around. And, and Why? I mean, they what? take the pictures sometimes, and they, but the poster that if you click it and you go there for the post, the actual poster that right. says SW's Survival of the Fittest is a JPEG to me. Now, when you go to where it's like the order screen, but if you're on Fight Plus, it's going to say you have ordered this event. They kind of redesign the poster. And that's great, but the PSD should be used for that. There should be no reason you can't use the JPEG. Right. Which, in case, you could have just grabbed the JPEG off Twitter. <laughs> right, yeah. You know, so, you know. So, it, it was just yeah. more irritation, you know, getting to the nugget. And it's not, is it open? And people messaging me. And I'm trying to assure them. Even our students, oh, I don't know where to go. The place is closed. It's like, dude, do you, you've been here 14 times. Do you not know the event center around the back? That's where we unload everything. Like, how do you know it's not outside the back door? You know, one thing you might want to think about just to have as a backup, um, you, you know, all those, those signs, people be on the corner, just waving it back and forth and, 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 and dancing with it and all that. Just put a have an FSW sign with an arrow and someone out there just pointing people out. That would probably be. I, I was told that they did have that, but they didn't put it up because they had a Kinsiera uh, concert the night before. So the day of the show, right, put up like by the front door. You know, one of those big, uh, you know, two by whatever they are, the A a frames or whatever, right that basically pointed event center FSW event. But that would mean you would have to look at your phone that says Silver Nuggets closed, still drive down there to then see where it was. Like we had people kind of positioned. So the key is what about the people who thinks or knew the place was closed and weren't able to get in touch with anybody because they don't go on Facebook for future stars of wrestling 
they get their information by contacting the Silver Nugget or going there. Right. Well, you contact and you couldn't go there. So, and again, I, I've also heard rumors that there was talk of them doing renovations and because there's so much shit that they have to do there that they may keep it closed instead of just doing one thing, reopen, and then have to close again eventually. Because they also own that uh, Ojos Cantina or whatever it is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It used to be the Lucky Seven or Lucky Club or something. That's over there near me. So on uh, Cheyenne and Low. Lo yeah. yeah. So they renovated that, turned it into, you know, a casino that catered toward to the Latins. Yep. But they they basically closed that down for a while. So since this is already closed, they're talking about renovating, which, again, makes it a little more difficult on our end because we have to get it out there. Like, if you see an ad, if you saw anything, oh, Silver Nugget, FSW, blah, blah. Well, Silver Nugget's closed. Okay, this may not be a show. A lot of people aren't going to be like, oh, let, let me drive down. Oh, let me double check. Let me triple check. Right. You know, and, and that's this. But – Fortunately, we have toward the end of November for the next big show there. So hopefully, but we're also better prepared because I didn't know till Tuesday or Wednesday that we were still going to do it there. Mm, okay. So we, we were four days out when we found out that, oh, okay, we're good to go. Because we were going to have to make mass emails and do it at the FSW arena. Sure. Which... With the sales of the tickets we sold, it, it would have looked way better because we would have squeezed every single person that could fit into the FSW arena would have been enough instead of having what we had at the Silver Nugget, and yeah. I wouldn't pay that cost. So Makes we wouldn't have our ass on that show. <laughs> we would have broke even. Oh, man, you live and you learn. Yeah, but it happens, and, you know, you, you just yeah. have to move forward. You know, we're in a position where not only one show, but four or five bad shows is not putting me out of business. Right. You know what I mean? And there's a lot of these companies that go out there, and they budget accordingly because, mm -hmm. you know, they're only going to get 30 people, 50 people, 80 people. You know, you have an FSW show, you know, we had – Jay Vidal, Chris Bay, Ace Austin, and Kenny King flying in from White Plains, New York, the day of the show. Oh, wow. Pat guys on the show. We had Royce and Jarrell having a show at 4 p.m. to get it to our show that started at 6, who are also New Japan guys. And, you know, Hammerstone's on the show. So the, there's a lot of names that, you know, you want to talk about that, you know, top 500. Right. Tito and Jay were supposed to be on the show. So okay. th there's people on there where most smaller companies aren't going to have a guy like Ice Williams is going to be there like one or two, three guys that people are going to know of on the indies. Right. We have 15 to 20. So, of course, it's going to cost a little bit more. So, we, we, when we do two or 300, we're very disappointed. Sure. Most of the places that are independents on the West Coast and even in Vegas, 
probably have never done two or three hundred. Sure. So we have high expectations. So you know we want to bounce back. Like to us, hey, okay, we did all right. We did, you know, we did good. We didn't do great. We did good. We did five hundred people. Well, we did great. We did eight hundred people. So yeah. you know, so now it's like, okay, what do we got to do? You know, do we got to market better? Do we, you know, because the card's good enough, the stories are good enough. You know, we just did an anniversary show in June at the Silverton, and that place was packed. Right. So, and there was a lot of walk-ups. There's also a lot of sales from the students who got to be in the Battle Royal. Mm, okay. So, on this show, there's going to be more spots. So, now the guys that are on the cusp, there's a choice. You or this guy, you guys are pretty similar. You're going to sell me 15 tickets. You're going to sell me none. There's one spot left. Guess who's getting it? <laughs> right. And how's the card looking for uh, Future Shock, which is coming up this weekend? I mean, um, do we have a... Um, a, a yeah, yeah. We, we got a couple matches set. Uh, Gypsy Max going to be wrestling Jin Savani, who's wrestled for us a few times. Okay. Uh Damian Drake's going to be on the card. He's wrestling, you know, one of our top contenders for Rookie of the Year, Fox Valentine. Nice. So, you know, that's a great opportunity for him. Yeah. Uh, for short, a referee, uh, I spaced out. Amber, our ref, sent me a message. She was going to be in California for the uh, women's show, which okay. is the same women's show that uh, Maserati and Rochelle Riveter uh, ended up going to do that show. So we had to tweak our show. Okay. And Amber sent me a message, hey, just to let you know. And one of our younger guys, Rainey, who's like our third ref, let me know he wasn't going to be there. And then when I was at the day of the show, I spaced out about Amber. So RBJ stepped in and refed uh, two matches. Well, in one of the matches, uh, Jay Vidal, AJ Avon is his valet, I guess you could say. And he broke up the match by basically drop-kicking RBJ in the face to cause the DQ. So I figured, hey, perfect time for them to have a match. Is right. it Future Shock? So the Black Rose, AJ Avon, will take on uh, wrestler turn referee back to wrestler RBJ. <laughs> and now we're still working on, you know, another three or four matches on the card. Uh, Braxton's going to defend the No Limits uh Odie Young Prodigy will be on the show. Fresco, Dante King. Okay. Uh, trying to make sure we get some of our younger guys like uh Davion and Demir on the show also. So it'll be exciting, yeah, card. You know, it's crazy how many guys we got that are like getting on shows and they're like no more than 20, 21 years old. Are you finding people? I I know the story about um uh, Chris Bay where he, where he grew up and eventually left his home to come out here and just train to the point of getting where he's at now. Do you find that still happening? People saying, I'm leaving my home across wherever they live across the country. I'm going to settle here in Vegas. I'm just going to work hard at FSW and showing you that they're trying to make it to that level. Well, uh, Jacob Austin Young did it. Kludge did it. They moved from Arizona to come to FSW. Okay. There's We've used a couple times Anthony Katina, who's been based out of OVW, uh, where they were just doing the Netflix show Wrestlers. Right. And Katina is moving out here uh, 
actually he should be here in the next week or so. And he's not coming to Vegas because he wants to hang out in Vegas. He's coming to Vegas because he feels the best opportunity for him to possibly get to the next level is at FSW. Uh, we have another guy, uh, Leon Kiro, uh, and his uh, valet manager slash trainee, Elizabeth Rage. Uh, they're big on the cosplay scene. Uh, yeah. I guess between them, they got two or three million followers. And oh. Uh, they trained at Rikishi School Knox Pro, okay. and they're moving here, and they're they should be here within the next couple of weeks too. We used them once. Uh, definitely got a lot of talent. So those are two young ones, uh, Dante King and Gypsy Mac. They moved here uh, a few months ago, and you know they have progressed immensely. They've been very helpful. Yeah, uh, earned themselves some spots on shows. Because in the past, I just didn't really have room for him. But when you're here and, you know, we had an event at the uh, facility and I wasn't going to put all the shit away. And I made a post, hey, when you guys get in, because the ropes were down, because they were playing the esports game. They mm. were doing stuff in the ring and there were tables and chairs. And I guess before anybody even got there, they came in and helped. And that's they've kind of. They've kind of jumped some people because they put in the effort. Sure. You know, I, as I said earlier, I respect the hustle. It's like there's not always going to be spots. And in a lot of cases, if they think they don't have a spot, a lot of people just ain't fucking showing. They don't care that sure. it's like they come and help. So when the opportunity arises and you helped, I'm pretty solid in the head over here. Okay. Uh, it's the same thing with the fans when they come in and even at the Z sports thing, you know, I met these people, whatever they had to buy stuff. And on the second day they were shocked because I remembered their name. And it's like, I guess I'm good with faces because it was like, Oh yeah. And it's the same thing on the Facebook that I'll see somebody that I've never met. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, they got the tickets and I'm like, Mike, right? Bobby, right? What, whatever. And they're kind of like taken aback that sure. I even know who they are, you know, because this wouldn't exist, you know, the fam, the FSW family, if, you know, the Furman crew didn't come for years and always would bring people and the chief and, and, you know, you know, these guys, they got their nicknames, they got their names. Uh -huh. It's funny, guys that didn't know each other. They're all buddies. Uh, who's got a podcast now and Brandy and her buddy Summer, they do a podcast and all these people met by coming to FSW. You know, Jace yeah. Battles married to a girl who used to come to the show. You know, so we have so many people that have become lifelong friends, even from the kids' class. Same thing. Sure. That, you know, when a, a Laz or a Bodie or a Sandra Moon who came from the kids' class a lot of these kids, they didn't graduate and start training with us in the regular classes. But when those kids' class kids made their debuts and wrestled on our regular shows, they came out and supported because they were still friends. Sure. And there was, and there's so much bonding. And it's the same thing in wrestling. There's so much bonding. Like I've made, you know, I would say I made lifelong friends, but I've made a shit ton of lifelong acquaintances that I'll check in with, hey, how you been? Hey, blah, 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 that you're going to talk to uh, just because of the common denominator of professional wrestling. Yeah, I can see all of that. 
I'm just curious. Have you ever thought about doing like your have a bunch of recording at your um, facility uh, or maybe having your own Netflix special or some sort, maybe even Amazon Prime? I'll tell you something that I'm not even sure I ever really went into. But when the pandemic was happening, mm-hmm. uh, we were contacted by Warner Brothers Television. Okay. And we had a couple of preliminary preliminary meetings. Uh, we had the boss come in and they were interested in possibly doing something. So this was right around late 2019. Mm-hmm. And we had a couple of meetings, met the big boss, and now we're into 2020. And then things got shut down. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what ended up happening, but we had to do Zoom calls and interviews, and they liked the idea because, you know, the guy would come in, mm-hmm. and anybody who knows me and FSW, if they see me and my son around, there's a lot of arguing going on. <laughs> you know? He doesn't listen, thinks he knows everything, so there's always right. – and- they they like that a lot. They like the idea because he was running production at the time, and and Rocky was always a major part of FSW. Mm-hmm. But the owner and the owner's kid, you know, oh the new school ideas. Like you know, he would always be like, oh you you're not even you're Vince Senior. It's like you <laughs> wish I'm Vince Senior and Vince Junior. I'm Vince if you're gonna say that because. Vegas wrestling didn't really exist till I did the stuff. And 14 years later, we're still killing it. You haven't done nothing, kid. Yeah. You know, it's like sit down and maybe pay attention and listen. And as the years progressed, you know, he always gets mad. It's the same thing, you know, yeah. because the inner workings, hey, oh, you, you always listen to Remy. And it's like, okay, Remy's got a million ideas. And I, and again, Anybody can come up with an idea for themselves. And when they do, when they come up with an idea, 95% of the time, it's about themselves and somehow getting pushed up the card. Yeah. Now, a Remy, a Cody, a Kenny, even though Kenny's, you know, made it to the big time for years. And, and sure. the Remy's and the Cody's, they're more active because they're training the wrestlers every week. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I count on Kenny and Sin and, and Remy and Cody to be like, hey, this kid's ready. Hey, the Fox guy's ready. You know, he's, you know, give him a shot at Future Shock, blah, 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 blah. But when things are going on and we're doing shows, Remy the most is a guy who really likes working behind the scenes, agenting matches. Things like that. So he'll bandy about ideas. In the very beginning of FSW, I was always, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And as the years progress, you have to take a step back. And you also want to have a sounding board because everything's fresh the first year, the second year, there's new people. 14 years, there's a lot of people who've been with me for more than five, six, seven, nine, ten. How do you keep these things fresh? So you have ideas. And it's like, yeah, I think it's a really good idea. But I still want to know what somebody whose opinion I value think 
to verify what I think is going to work. Mm-hmm. And more so now, like if I have an idea, like Danny Limelight's very opinionated. And, you know, Danny has a lot of ideas. You know, he got mad one time because of the podcast because his boys, they were listening in Mexico or something. He didn't even listen to it. But they're like, oh, yeah, Joe guy's fucking clowning you, blah, blah, blah. And he hits me up. And I'm like, hey, it's all love, brother. But, like, I thought he was kidding. Like, he was serious because he got riled up because, you know, he always had ideas. And I kind of made light of it because everybody's got ideas. Right. But you always listen because my thinking was always this. Okay, this is what I want to do. And I tell you, this is what I want to do, okay? And you say, yeah, that's a good idea. But this was what I was thinking. And as I always said, if your idea pretty much gets to where I need to go, I'm going to use your idea because you're going to go out of your way, maybe a little extra, maybe subconsciously only, because you're still going to get to there the same way I did it but I think you're going to work a little harder to get it because you want to make sure your idea is good. Right. Your idea was the right one to use. And there are times I've said, guys, man, that was the fucking shits. You know, I, I listened to your idea and it fucking sucked (laughs) and that happens. And then there's times you do it or there's times you tweak things because late minute changes and somebody couldn't make it and you do this and it's like, fuck, we got to do this. And we changed it to that. And then sometimes at the end of the day, you're like, man, that worked out better than I think it would have. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm always open to hear things. You know, if Remy has an idea, a lot, I'm always going to listen. You know, the biggest pet peeve I have is when somebody an hour before the show starts decide they have an idea that's totally different from where we're going. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? You had all week to tell, to bring up <laughs> ideas, like be smart. Right. And the worst one I get kids making their debut, having no matches, basically trying to dictate who they're going to wrestle on future shock. Oh, boy. I, that happened again. Somebody who hasn't had a match at all is going to wrestle at future shock. And he goes, Hey, cause he hit me up a couple months ago mm-hmm. and I, and they said he's not ready okay so i asked sin he's like i didn't really see too much kenny i'll put him through a match so two three months later we have future shock comes up to me i said i will talk to sin i will talk to Kenny." and then the next thing out of his dumb mouth is well you know i've been working a lot with jeffrey excellence you know i would like to have a match with him and i'm like How about you shut the fuck up? Thank you for the opportunity. You've had zero matches. You do not dictate anything. Right. How about you go out there? So what you want to do is have your match with somebody you've practiced a million times with. That's not doing anything. Yep. Go out there and have a match. If you said, hey, I trained at FSW, I want to have a match with your company, blah, 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 and they book you in California, Arizona, you're going to drive down there, and then an hour and a half before the show, two hours, depending on call time, they're going to be like, oh, that guy over there, yeah, you're going to work him, and this is what's going to happen, and this is what we want. And then you two guys are going to talk, 
And he's going to say, how many matches have you had? Oh, this is my first match. He's going to dictate everything, and you're going to like it. <laughs> if you don't, you'll never get booked again. But some of the guys, like, I don't get how they don't understand. Sure. Like, how about you go out there and you prove to me that you're deserving of another match? Right. See, Fox and RBJ, we had spots in the Battle Royal and at the anniversary show, and we gave four or five guys opportunities, and RBJ sold like 30 tickets, and Fox sold like 15 tickets. So not a lot to do in the, in the Battle Royal. You really got to be a fuck-up to fuck up in the Battle Royal. You know, <laughs> right. if you're a young guy, you're getting tossed pretty quick. You know what I'm saying? There's, there, there's not a lot to really fuck up. Right. So the next show wasn't a future shock. Well, they might have worked a future shock. So then I saw that. They did all right. Let me put him in there. So then we had a high octane. And I had a tag match. And I needed a, a tag team. Or I needed two guys to wrestle a team that I wanted to look strong. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to give these two young guys the opportunity. And I put him in. I told them beforehand. Again, they sold tickets. So the next show, I didn't even tell him. I'm like, hey, bring your gear, blah, 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 blah. Two hours before call time. So they showed up. And I said, hey, RBJ and Fox, you're going to wrestle each other in the pre-show. I wasn't like forcing him to sell tickets. They couldn't sell tickets. Like Fox probably ended up telling his family, hey, I'm going to be on the match today. But it was like, you know what? I'm rewarding these guys for doing what's necessary. Plus, they're always around to help set up. They're always around to break down. Because, you know, there's always the guys or girls. Oh, yeah, I had to work. And it's like, yeah, you always have to work. But if there was a show that day, you somehow would have been there. (laughs) Right. You know what I mean? So, you know, it's a cycle. And it's like, you know. Got to reward people yeah, for doing the right thing. And, you know, hopefully they do the right thing. It's like I told them, if you guys shit the bed, you could sell me 20 tickets. I'm not putting you on the show. You have to be good enough to be on the show. There's yeah. a couple of people, you know, the guy that's going to be on this show, somebody, oh, I got, I got like 15 people coming. I'm like, okay, that's cool. You could sell the tickets. But. Because one of them asked me, oh, how many tickets do I need to sell to Russell Sin? I said, you're not on the show. You're not yet. Like, it isn't, hey, my first day of training, but I work at a call center, so I'm going to get 40 people. I'm going to wrestle Sin Bodie. It's like, no, that's not how it works. Right. All people that are ready to be able to have a match, if you're capable and we're going to use you, then if you sell the most tickets, you'll get that match. But we're not just giving it away. Sure. Wow. So, well, this is going to be interesting. Uh, Future Shock is, is definitely happening this weekend. And um, that's going to be FSW Arena, correct? That is correct. You know, Future Shock is a place where guys like Chris Bay, Karrion Cross, those guys, they made their, their debut there. Right. You know, guys that we used, Jordan Cruz wrestled class at a new talent initiative at a Future Shock event. And class later became the Nevada state champion. So, you know, that's, that's the way we get to look at new talent and give them opportunities because when we're storyline driven, there just isn't a lot of spots on high octane. We're trying to, 
we're trying to carry something over into the next casino show. So sure. so so limited. Future Shock is the chance where we also say, hey, you know what? And, and that's why we like the veteran guys like a Gregory Sharp or a Jacob Austin Young. Yeah. It's like, hey, let this guy go a little bit. See what he can do. You know, Ice Williams, his first match was there. And we told the guy, it's like, you know, give him a little bit. See what he's got, yeah. you know. And if he does well, give him a little more. He sold tickets. The crowd got behind him. Oliver Cannaday uh, was the same way. He was a big guy. We weren't sure he was ready. But he had like 15, 20 people here, man. And, and he did a good job. And the crowd was was going berserk for the dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like that's the atmosphere that you sometimes don't get on a high octane. Because there's these family and friends are getting to see their friend, their son, their, their yeah. brother. You know, live their dream and wrestle their first or second match ever. Sure. You know, and for a lot of them, that's the pinnacle is wrestling on an FSW show or getting somewhere booked. While a guy like Chris Bay, that was the first step to I'm going to be a star. I don't give a fuck. I'm going to be in a major company. Yeah. You know, and we even had people, referees. They finally got to ref at a casino show and they quit. That's all they wanted to do. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a crazy thing. You know, we're always getting new students. Yeah. Signed up today. Signed a couple last week. You know, there's always people wanting to do it. Yeah. And I've told the people that do it. I say more people last less than one week than more than one week. Mm. Crazy stat. Because everybody pays for the month. Or we've had people pay for three months, and after two weeks, they're like, oh, fuck, this hurts. I don't want to do this. <laughs> and, and a lot of times, the fans come in, they're big fans, and they think it's a giant trampoline, and they're going to walk in and be the next John Cena, Roman Reigns. You know what I mean? Right. Like, that fucking hurts. And it's like, well, the more you do it right, the less it's going to hurt. Right. And it's not for everybody. Like, oh, how did you get started, Joe? You, you wrestled? Like no, I was a fucking play-by-play guy. That yeah. was never something that I thought I would be good at. But I was always an announcer. I was, you know, I ran my college radio station, and then I later on when I came out here, I started doing a wrestling radio show. So it was like that was always my love from like eight years old, seven years old, watching Bruno San Martino back in the day, right? And lifelong wrestling fan. But it was never like, yeah. I might go to sleep and have a dream that I wrestled the main event at Madison Square Garden, but it was never like anything I really thought that I would even be good at to even attempt. Like I had never even attempted. I think one time years ago, superstar Mike Lane, when Rush ran the school, yeah. I did a couple of roles and I think I got dizzy pretty fucking quick. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, this definitely ain't for me. Yeah. I hear you, man. Uh, all the locals here in Vegas, make sure you just come through and support and take a look at the future. You never know who you might watch, who's the next star uh, that we're going to see uh, celebrating them on your TV or on any of these uh, big major. Fight, Fight Plus. We're going to be on Fight Plus. As yes. we like to say, come watch the future, future stars of wrestling. Oh, yeah. Perfect. And is it ATM uh, time? Seven. 7 p.m. Got you. 7 p.m. This weekend, 
Fight TV or be at the FSW arena. It's pretty simple. It's pretty easy. I mean, you got really easy. <laughs> and then make sure you put on. Hopefully, we're hoping October first actually happens, right? With Jay Lethal. Well, it's happening either way. It's happening either way. Okay. It's happening. It's happening. So mark that day down because the chances of of Jay, it's it's it it can happen. You know. And uh, we, right now we are what? Uh, from what today is, we are. 15 days away from when we recorded this. Yep. It's hard to believe that they're going to pull them four days from now. You know what I mean? Right. So fingers crossed. But if he's not there, you know, we already have a, you know, signed, sealed, and delivered, ready to go. Brittany Brooks will be there. Danny Limelight will be there. The faction will be there. Oh, there you go. So Hero and Shogun are going to be there. Yeah. Yep. Chris Bay might be there. There you go. So it's gonna, it's gonna. You know, that's a rumored match that we're looking at, and I'll give that away right here. We are looking. This is what we are looking for: the main event to be Chris Bay versus Jay Lethal for the Mecca Grand Championship. Wow. So, but if not, it's like, well, Jay Lethal and Hammerstone would be great. Jay Lethal against Ice Williams would be great. Gregory Sharp. There's like 20 guys we could name and be like. Oh yeah, that's a good match. That's a yeah. good match. Yep. So, man, a lot coming up, and it's a lot to want to be a part of. So, uh, make sure you, whatever you do, if you're local, try to go to the show. If you can't go, fight TV. It's just that simple. And um, man, Joe, it's good talking with you again. And, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah, we. Um, yeah, hopefully the other guy. Uh, what's his name? Mike. Matt. Michael, oh Matt, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully he'll be back. Yeah, hopefully he will be back. Um, and uh, he needs yeah. a good month long vacation. That guy, you know what I mean? He does, man. He puts in the hard work. I mean, you guys are up to because I, I know because I, I do all the editing and uploading and everything. You're up to like 175 episodes. I oh think yeah. I, and out of that, I think I've done maybe be like the second one. <laughs> so hey, yeah, yeah. You you've done two now. <laughs> well, yeah, and there was also one I didn't do for for some weird reason. He put Rocky on. Oh, I think I, I was in the Bahamas that week. Right. I can only imagine how that went. Did you get a chance to hear that one? Uh, for a few minutes. Then it was like, oh boy. <laughs> I'm that? like, what? Oh, I gotta go. Can I'll catch you next time. Awesome. All right, man. Well, everyone, thanks for uh, listening. And um, until then, we'll do this next week. Take care, and we'll see you soon. Peace.